was all tucked up in bed, ready for a good night's sleep. But he thought he heard a noise coming from under his bed. What was I was brought up in a lovely, lovely old house. It was a child's perfect fantasy home. <laughs> a remote 15th century treasure trove of dark passages, hiding places, doors which never opened, doors which never stayed shut, cold flagstones with strange lifting irons dug into them, creepy cellars where surely imaginary dragons roamed, bottomless wells guarded by grills with rusting padlocks. No, 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 you had the wrong idea. It wasn't scary at all. It was a wonderland of adventures. Ah! <sighs> How I remember the timeless tick, tick, tick of the grandfather clock echoing around the house. Then there was upstairs. Oh, who knew what made the ancient floorboards creak at night? Who cared <laughs> when we could invent so many fantasy creatures, all who patrolled the landings, guarding us? And above, in the gloomy lofts, were long-forgotten trunks which must have been piled to overflowing with pirates' treasure. They were stacked high and guarded for all eternity by thick cobwebs. Ah, the creepy, cruelly builders of these webs had eyes which you felt were watching, daring you from the rafters. <laughs> but they dare not attack me as long as I had Bilbo Baggins' sword sting stuck in my belt. <laughs> Even outside the entrance path wound under a canopy of wisteria and climbing roses. He was made out of old gravestones, presumably purloined from an abandoned graveyard. Long-forgotten memorials to long-forgotten ancestors. But no, I was not scared. I had... Grandpa! Oh, I love the fact that our home's ancient stones were. No, 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 still are covered in ivy while all wild things nestling in the thatched roof were friends. It was truly a home where every child's fantasy could run riot. What's more, my dad said the Cavaliers had fought the Roundheads nearby, though I had no idea who these armies were, or indeed why anyone could have a round head in the first place. My grandpa, we called him Grumps, who lived with us, said he didn't, he didn't know who these warring factors were either, but <coughs> judging by how cold and damp the house is, I reckon the soldiers must have died of frostbite. I remember him moaning. I loved Grumps. He was a character and a half. As an only child, I didn't have many people to play with, so my old grumps was a friend, confidant, agent, provocateur, fellow conspirator and soulmate all roll into one, and our playground was our ancient rambling home. Oh, who needed imagination in a house like this? I heard Mum once moan to Dad that grumps was a bad influence. But Dad just laughed and said Grumps at the age of 82 would relish being called that. 
When mum and dad were out, he was the one who always did those things that were banned. We were the ones who clambered into the forbidden loft, defying the eyes of that guarded the cobwebs. When we ventured outside, we climbed into the evil neighbour's orchard and stole his apples. We rode our handmade go-karts down the virtually perpendicular paddock field. No brakes for us, daredevils, and we screamed with delight the whole way down. We took pot shots at rabbits with Daddy's service revolver. We would have been toast if he caught us. We created mayhem in Mum's kitchen, making flapjacks for the Cavalier soldiers. Uh, Which was good, as they didn't seem to like them, so we ate them instead. Grumps made a treehouse hidden in the upper branches of a giant oak tree. In the evening we both clambered up there to do my homework and look at girly magazines. Yep, I was reaching that age and Grumps knew it. To be truthful, he encouraged those desires. Thank goodness Mum never clambered up into our hideaway. She would have died of embarrassment. As Dad worked away a lot, Grumps was truly my knight in white armour, my guardian. I felt completely safe. For example, one of my earliest memories was him killing the monster under my bed. Like all kids, I was scared of the dark at bedtime and I developed a fear that something, something lurked under my ancient bed. The iron springs had long ago lost any pretense of comfort and it simply groaned and moaned even under the weight of my slight frame. When Grumps sat on it, the frame literally sounded like the death rattle of a suit of chain mail. (laughs) And I should know, as we had a rusting suit of armour propped up in our sitting room. With life so precious on top side of my bed, no wonder I thought something lurked beneath it. Now, in most families, Mum and Dad would have responded with soothing talk, lullabies and leaving soft lights on. Not grumps. <coughs> Blistering barnacles! <laughs> Sonny, my laddie, would bellow. You have to show bedtime invaders who's boss. And he would clamber under my bed and bang, crash, wallop, yell, tussle for a few minutes and re-emerge dishevelled, red face and yet beaming broadly. <coughs> won't, won't have any more trouble from that fellow tonight. Sonny, my lad. And I never did. Always slept as sound as a dormouse once Grumps had taught the monster under my bed a lesson. I I remember once uh, I told my dad about Grumps' wrestling matches under my bed and asked him if he was really fighting with a monster. Dad smiled and simply said it was play fighting. What's, um... What's play fighting, Grumps? I asked my hero a few nights later. <coughs> Who's been using that phrase, Sonny, my lad? What, what Dad did. I, I told him how you teach the monster under my bed a lesson. He says there's no real monster. It's just you pretending. <coughs> Blistering barnacles, did he so? <laughs> Poo-hoo, did he? Well, I'll speak to him about that. But is there really something living under my bed? <coughs> well, what, what do you think? 
Dad says it's in my imagination. <laughs> That's not what I asked. <coughs> what matters is what you think. Um, I think there is a monster. <coughs> good. <laughs> good. Very good. But, but just because you don't know what something is, it doesn't make it a monster. Well, well, look, look, who knows if the Loch Ness Monster exists or not? Either way, it's not a monster. Never done anyone any harm. Never demonised something out of ignorance, huh? Never. But does something really exist under my bed, then, Grumps? Well, <coughs> well, if we want it to, then it does. I want to be like Doctor Who and be a time traveller. I want to believe in Bigfoot, ghosts, fairies, UFOs, and little green men living on Mars. The fact that, well, the fact that none of these things actually exist, or, or at least uh, no one has ever proved they do, uh, matters little to me. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean, Grumps. <laughs> well, uh, it's like this. What a dull, colourless world it would be without imagination. So, I like the idea that they do exist, and well, so they do. It's fun believing, fun imagining. Come on, sonny, my lad. What a dull world it would be if we only believed in things we could see. But uh, I've never seen a monster under my bed. So how can I believe in him? Ha! Well, uh, I'll be uh, as it may. Uh, indeed, um, I'll be as it may. He believes in you. Uh, <coughs> and I've never seen the United States, so I'm reliably informed it does exist. <coughs> Though, from what I've been told, the people there are weird. Probably aliens. I, I know you're joking, Grumps. But my monster... <coughs> no, 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 no. <coughs> Enough of this, Sonny, my lad. Whatever it is, or not below your bed, is not a monster. Ne never call it that. No, never call it that. If you choose to believe in what lives there, that's good. <coughs> Very good. Everyone, everything has a right to live somewhere. And under your bed lodging, well, he's doing you no harm. To him, well... You probably look like a monster. Are you? Well, um, I suppose not. Of course not. In fact, I tell you this, your history friend means you no harm. Live and let live and he'll look after you. That's as long as you stop calling him a monster. Oh, okay, Grumps, I'll call him Arby. <laughs> why, why, why that? Well... Because that's what you called him. You said, Arby, that is as it may be. <laughs> oh, I did indeed. You're a funny wee lad, Sonny, my boy. I like that name, Arby, will do fine. We could add it on your surname, couldn't we? <laughs> Arby. <laughs> I remember that conversation so well. There I was, knee-high to a wood elf, and my old grumps looking like Gandalf, bent over with a flowing beard, gnarled and wise, and yet talking to me like an equal. I felt proud. I felt as though we shared a secret, the three of us, me, grumps, and my mysterious protector below my bed. We were a team standing proud against the world.
So, as they say in the movies, time passed. The harder my parents worked, the more they relied on grumps to babysit. How I hated that term. But I cared not. Our time was so precious, so exciting. Directly he took over his parental duties, the adventures began. His gift to me was the power of invention. Our games were so creative. If dusk was falling, we crept out of the house pretending to be commandos. Sometimes we headed for the lake to do some trout poaching or hunt down enemy parachutists. Every stranger was a potential spy. Then we crept back to the house to regroup in the kitchen where we requisitioned essential supplies. The remains of Mum's apple crumble, ginger cake stolen from the larder under the very eyes of imaginary Gestapo guards or defusing an incendiary bomb which blocked the way to the chocolate cupboard. We were on a mission, creating our own stories of daring do. Now, I can't remember when, but it was after a foraging raid on the neighbour's orchard when we crept back one night to the edge of the garden gate. Look, look, Crumped, look, 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 there's a light. <coughs> Keep your voice down, Sonny, my lad. The enemy... <coughs> the enemy's everywhere. But look, Crumpt, look, 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 look. Someone's shining a light in the kitchen. <coughs> where, where, where? Look, there, Crumps. Someone's shining a light downstairs. <coughs> Bristling barnacles. <coughs> you're right, you're right. That, that's all. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let us creep in by the kitchen. Uh, uh, take a peek. Even now I can smell the sense of excitement, expectation, fear of the moment. The pushing open the kitchen's heavy oak door, it creaked too loudly. Us sliding, slithering into the room like secret agents. Then there was a click, the ceiling light went on, and above us stood a massive man, all in black, masked, the embodiment of evil, towering over us with a torch shining in one hand and a jemmy raised in another. I felt Grumps freeze. I wet myself. <laughs> well, well, well. What do we have here? <laughs> a living fossil and a sparrow of a boy. Whoa, I'm scared. Shall I surrender? My why mind went blank with fear, and I remember little of what happened next. All I recall is that the thug who had broken into our home was threatening Grumps, something about smashing his head in and hanging me from the kitchen beam if he didn't not reveal uh, where my mum's jewels were hidden. I remember Grumps muttering that they were hidden under the kid's bedroom, uh, uh, under his uh, uh, under his bed in his room. Uh, this, this wasn't true. I didn't want this hateful man in my room, so I tried to cry out, but my mouth was dry and my limbs would not move. I simply buried my head under Grumps' arms. I sensed, heard more than I saw, but the, the, the ruffian was guffawing with laughter, snarling at Grumps and climbing the stairs to my bedroom, sneering, uh, mocking as he went. Over an inch before I come back and it'll be the last thing you do. Under the kid's bed, did you say? <laughs> Not very well going to be hidden that, is it? I'll find your mum's jewels. Was it my imagination? 
Was it fish wishful thinking? I, I thought of it m many, many times in the years that followed, but all I remember was the well-known groan of floorboard easing above our heads as this evil intruder entered my room. And then there was a scream, a, a scuffle, a long drawn out moan, the sound of fingernails on wood, and then, worst of all, silence. Nothing. Just the sound of grumps. Heavy breathing. Oh, what a long, long silence it was. Well, well, sonny, my lad, that was a, that was a close call. He said as he clambered up from the flag, gold flagstones. He stood proud at the bottom of the stairs. He stayed there, stock still, listening, not moving, like a statue for maybe a minute. <coughs> Let me think, methinks it's time for a cup of tea. Crumbs, 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 shh, crumbs. He's still up there. You heard what he said. We, we mustn't move. Grumps? <coughs> Who knows? <coughs> Who cares? <coughs> Maybe Army uh, Jones knows, <coughs> but he won't be telling. Come on, <coughs> let's raid Mum's kitchen to the victim the spoils there. <coughs> Sorry, my lad. Come on, come on, don't be scared. I can't wait to tell Mum and Dad. <coughs> They would want to hear all about it. <laughs> yeah, ma, uh, but would they believe such a wild story? <laughs> if you ask me, they would think you were telling porky pies. <laughs> and if they asked me, well, I would deny all knowledge of our <laughs> mystery guest. But, but why, Grumps? Well, <laughs> let sleeping things lie. What happens under that bed stays under that bed. Unless, of course, you want to get your two best friends into trouble. And do you know what? I never did tell. I remember he let me sleep in his room that night. But after that, the incident was never mentioned again. But I never forgot. And I never stopped wondering. Oh, all that took place. Oh, heaven help me. Was it really more than a decade ago? When I returned to this dear home after years away studying, how everything seemed so small now I'd grown up. Even my bedroom seemed smaller than I remember. The orchard we broke into to steal apples was actually owned by my family. The lofty tree house was a platform tied to branches and only about six foot off the ground. The lake was a muddy pond. 
Dad's service revolver was a harmless air pistol, and the chests full of treasures in the loft were but old boxes of moth-eaten clothes. Everything seemed to have shrunk. Even the paddock field where we went at breakneck speed and since become a gentle slope. Dear old Grumps died far too long ago. <laughs> How I miss him. How I long to hear his cry of <laughs> blistering barnacles, sonny my lad. And looking back over all those years, how often I have questioned what really happened. Did my childhood mind, so eager to please Grumps, create something that never happened? Has the story grown in the telling? Did, no, does something live below my old bed? A wild and yet kindly thing that had protected us from a burglar? If so, Whatever happened to that intruder? Well, he couldn't simply have been, been gobbled up and vanished into thin air. It was all so improbable. And yet, and yet over the years I've learned that there's a very frail veil hanging between the real world and the unreal, between reality and imagination. As I grew older, I guess I'd come to the conclusion that it was all childish fantasy when something happened to make me rethink. It is what has made me record this story. You see, I had inherited the family home from my parents who had retired to a residential home and my six-year-old son now claimed my old bedroom as his own. Uh, despite my wife's protestations and demands that the room be modernised, I had flatly refused, and the old iron frame bed still stood sentinel in the middle of the room. One morning, only a few weeks ago, my son asked me who lived under his bed. Uh, <clears throat> well, um, <clears throat> what do you mean, I stammered. He said that someone else slept in his room. He wasn't scared, uh, just curious. <coughs> well, um, uh, do you know what, son? The, <coughs> that, that very question is probably being asked by him under the bed about you. Uh, Arby Jones wants to know who now sleeps on the bed above him, I guess. My son was puzzled and asked who Arby is. Uh, was he a friend of mine or a relative? He had the same surname. So I told him, look, I, I, I guess you could say he's uh, a friend. No, more accurately, you could say he's uh, a friend of yours. You, you see, I used to sleep in that bed and Arby slept below it. He always has. He's really nice and kind and always protects you. If you don't complain about him, I'm sure he won't complain about you. And that was that. My son accepted the information as simply a matter of fact. Children do. They have absolute trust that facts are facts and no proof is needed. No further questions or explanations required. Of course, if Arby is restless, I still fight with him under the bed as Grumps used to do. But I never see anything, <laughs> and I always win. So, what do I think now? It's such an old house 
that I think my son and I are just passing guests in someone else's bedroom. We go there to sleep, be at peace. Maybe someone, something also returns there every night to rest, and has done so for hundreds of years. It is their room, and we are just privileged guests passing through. Children have the ability to see miracles, things which, when we grow up and become, well, more sensible, those things become invisible. May the world of imagination always include, until the end of time, the Arby's of this world. Under his bed. Doesn't mean we can't play.